Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. And this is the eighth anniversary. Today is the eighth anniversary. October 22nd is the eighth anniversary of this podcast. I started doing this October uh, October 22nd, 2013. I've been doing this that damn long. Yeah, that's right. And everyone that's been listening to me, either from the original people that are still here, thank you very much. To the new people that have come along, thank you very much. Thank you for being part of the family. Before we get started, I just want to say um, thank you very much for, for listening all this time and being really kind in the comments. Uh, none of you have said nice ass in a couple of weeks, which is kind of uh, frustrating. <laughs> this got weird quickly. <laughs> Eight years, my friend. You know, this is the kind of thing where sometimes you do something for this long uh, a time and you go, and, I mean, should I, is eight years enough? I mean, should I just, I mean, I've done, you've done over 400 something episodes, you know, is there anything left for you to talk about? Is it, is this, is this a good time to just say, look, dude, you made it to eight years. You should just wrap it up. And, you know, that's enough. You know, there's enough episodes. Maybe just leave them online for a while. And those that want to listen to them, listen to them. You know, you've done enough. Is it did big, get bigger? Hell no. I'm not going anywhere, punks. You're stuck with me. Deal with it. <laughs> Thanks for listening all this time, my friends. Do me a favor. Uh, for those of you that are new, I know the older people subscribe, but if you if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do. It's everywhere. Rate and review. Five stars, please. All right. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, and then have them tell friends. OK, now let's get started. Once again, like I said, thank you for listening. Eight years has been fantastic. Much love to you all. And let's now tell weird stories. <laughs> I just got to say this, man. This I didn't realize you don't realize how. You rely on things until that thing is gone. When that thing is gone, all of a sudden you go, oh, my goodness. I didn't realize how much I needed that thing. Right. Sometimes it's a person. Sometimes you're in a relationship with a person and you kind of take them for granted. And sometimes when you take a person for granted, it doesn't matter because they're taking you for granted. They're not doing anything weird. You're not doing anything weird. You coexist. You have sex two or three times a week or if your buddies, you hang out with everybody, you hang out, you kick it. You know, you go to the bar a couple of times, once a week and then you see each other maybe during the week sometime and then everything's cool. Fantastic. But then, then, then that buddy of yours gets a job across country. Ooh. And even though you only got to hang out once a week, now you're down to zero times a week. Oh, right. You're in New York. He's in California. You're still buddies and you Zoom call each other once a month, then once every other month, then three times a year. And then you do it whenever you remember each other or you Zoom call each other. And all of a sudden it's really kind of awkward because the connection is broken. Right. And you never really lose contact, but long stretches of time go by. Right. And some people, you just kind of drift apart and you never see each other again or you see each other 15 years later or some crap like that. Right. And if when that friend's gone, when that friend's gone, you start to go, oh, man, I didn't realize how much I liked hanging out with that bastard. I missed that bastard. Oh, it could be a relationship you're in romantically, right? You get used to it. If you've ever been in a, in a long-term relationship, married, living together, just dating for a long period of time because you think it's cool to just date for a long period of time, you get used to having someone to hug up on, someone to, to, 
to, to do good stuff to your good stuff, right? Someone to slurp on and rub on and all of that kind of crap. You get used to it. And it doesn't really matter if they turn you down because I, I've been there before. I've had several long-term relationships where the woman is just not in the mood and I'm trying to get some access to her delicious buttocks and chest yummies and that happiness between them delicious legs and all that good stuff. And I want some of that stuff. And he says, well, I'm not really feeling it right now. I didn't even get frustrated. It really wasn't that big of a deal. She's my girlfriend. Maybe she's your wife. He's your husband. He's your boyfriend. Whatever it is, you know you're going to get some of the goodness. You know it's going to happen at some point. You're not really worried about it. This is in this. And keep in mind, in this thought experiment, you're in a relationship where neither one of you is cheating. Okay, so you know you're going to get some of the good stuff at some point. So it's really not that big of a deal, right? You average one or two times a week, right? Maybe this week you don't get anything and next week you might get some three times. It doesn't matter. It all evens out and then, oh no, then, oh no, then, oh no, you break up. You get divorced. Oh, and it's not a tough divorce. It's not a tough breakup. It's just one of those. It kind of peters out. Oh, no. Right. And you have a frame of reference for going a week or two without getting some of the good stuff. But then on that third week, you didn't go three weeks. You didn't go a month without getting some of the good stuff. You're not having someone to hug on and slurp on and have access to the good stuff and the rubbing stuff and somebody rubbing in your stuff and you're rubbing on their stuff. Oh, no. Now you miss them. You got used to having access to their good stuff and they had access to your good stuff. But now you ain't got any stuff. Oh, no. You took it for granted. Oh, sorry. Grant. <laughs> There's my accent. You took it for granted. Yes, that's right. My accent popped in there for a minute. Shut up. Don't judge me, you punks, bastards. Back to me. And that's what happened to me with the mighty Toyota Camry. My vehicle, the mighty Toyota Camry. My vehicle for the fat past half a decade, the mighty Toyota Camry, right? I got it used, so it's a little older. It's not five years old. It's five years old to me, but not five years old. Why? Because I buy used cars and I ride them till they fall apart. And it's been a reliable car. It's been a reliable car for all this time. Right? You walk outside, you put the key in. It starts up. It takes you from point A to point B. You ain't even got to think about nothing. The radio works. The, the air conditioning works. The daggone heater works. All the crap works. You don't even have to think about that crap. You take it for granted. Then over the course of time, over the course of time, over the course of time, Little things start to happen. Nothing big. A window sticks. You got to get that fixed. Right? Maybe the water pumps. Hey, it's not a big deal. You get the water pump fixed. Boop, boop, de whoop. You fix the brakes. The bloop, bloop, de bloop. You go, oh, oh, got to do the struts. The bop, bop, de bop. Little things. Not a big deal. Boom, boom, boom. But all of a sudden, oh, no. This particular time, oh, no. A part that I needed to fix the car, oh, no. Because of you-know-what 19, oh, no. There were part shortages, oh, no. Whole model years of cars were canned. Canceled. Oh, no. And they had an abundance of the parts that I didn't need. If anything else had gone wrong with the car, the car would have been down for like a thing and a half. But the one thing I needed to be fixed was not available. Call Toyota. The, 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 the person fixing the car, the mechanic is going, Mr. Thomas, I'm so sorry. We can't find the part. They had an abundance of the part for the model year. 
before your car. If they had gotten a car that was one year younger, I would have been down. The car would have been there for like a day at the most, maybe two days, boop, 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 back on the road. But one year later, they didn't have the part. Oh, no. They had something like the part, but it didn't have the part. We got the part, Mr. Thomas. Yay. Boop. Two days later, uh, Mr. Thomas, um, uh, yeah, um, Remember when we said we had the parts for your, um, um, <laughs> what is it? Uh, well, <laughs> you just went, <laughs> no one goes <laughs> when there's something good. You did not call me and you were going to go, hey, Mr. Thomas, <laughs> we've got the part and we're going to charge you less. In fact, <laughs> we like you so much, we're going to lower the cost of our labor. <laughs> no, <laughs> is always followed by something bad. So instead of going <laughs> five more times, punk, tell me the problem. Well, Mr. Thomas, <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, this one's supposed to be a double quadruple from double double and you need a double to vocal from fucking the part C. So it's just like yours, but it's it's just different enough so you can't have your car back. I did back. But I'll try to find the part for you. No problem. No problem. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Hello? Hey, Mr. Thomas, what's going on? I think that's what I'm supposed to be asking you. Well, <laughs> oh, God. Did you just at <laughs> me again? <laughs> We got the part, but you needed a quadruple from Dunkel, Shibunko, from Tonkin, from Gunkin, from Gunkin C. But as it turned out, they sent you a Sumfunko, from Ginkin, from Gunkin, and some Gunkin B plus, which is different. So we had to send it back. But we're going to get another one sent out. Okay, we'll call you when it's ready. Okay, all right, Donna. Okay, all right, I'll call you back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Let's just stop with the Monday, Tuesday, one week, two week, three week, four weeks. It took weeks, weeks, W-E-E-K-S, exclamation point. Now, I was talking about things being taken for granted. Was I not? Of course I was. Now, what happened? I was taking having a reliable vehicle for granted. And I had to do all of the stuff that I normally would have to do, which included shopping, which included running errands, which included paying the kind of bills where you have to physically be there. That happens, still happens in some areas. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard my walk and talks. I had some walk and talks that I re- that I recorded that I didn't even post and I just erased because near the end I got a little bit too angry when I was talking because I started thinking about the fact that my freaking car was not with me. Okay, we're gonna count to ten backwards. We're gonna count backwards from ten so I don't get too frustrated. Okay, continue with the podcast. Okay. (laughs) But I did get frustrated because I had gotten used to just having old reliable available. I didn't even know what the bus costed because I hadn't been on a bus in years. Right. I hadn't had to walk to the supermarket. I would drive to the supermarket, get everything I needed for the week, put it all in the back of the mighty Toyota Camry and then come home. Right. 
But now the mighty Toyota Camry is not in my home. The mighty Toyota Camry is at the garage. And it was really bad because the mighty Toyota Camry is such a reliable vehicle. Even if you buy a brand new mighty Toyota Camry, it's reliable as crap. You can push the mighty Toyota Camry off of a cliff. And you know what's going to happen? It's going to be at the bottom going, is that all you got, punk? Push me off again because you just wasting time because I'm a mighty Toyota Camry. That's right. I'm too reliable, punk. And that's how it was. And I had to catch the bus everywhere. Right? I didn't have to put my hands in my pocket with my wallet in my hand to keep pickpockets and picking my pocket in the mighty old mighty Toyota Camry. Right? I didn't have to stand on the corner with people walking around looking at me stupid I put my mask on and some people had their mask on and some other people didn't have their mask on and a couple of the jackasses come up to me asking me why are you wearing a mask bro and I'm like shut the fuck up huh yeah I ain't got time for that shit get out my face man you don't want to wear that shit take your punk ass over there uh-uh, just go go over there go, 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 take your punk ass over there get out my face man why won't you take the shut the fuck up dude because I like to be really, really uh, pleasant with people when they invade my personal space and ask me questions and try to start arguments. <laughs> Moving on. And I started to have to carry the bags home. It was hard. Right? First world problems. I'm not a rich guy. I'm just a regular guy like everybody else. But when you have a car and then you go from having a car to not having a car, it sucks. It would suck less if I knew for a fact that the car was dead, gone, and it was never coming back. But I knew it was coming back. The moment they found the part, they were going to put the part in and the car would be mine about three hours later after they got the part in the store. Because they had my car so long, they prioritized my car. <laughs> okay, countdown backwards in 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Two, one. Just take a deep breath. Take the breath out. Okay, we're calm. We're calm. We're going to go back and finish the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> right? But when something reliable is just... It's the same thing with your friends. I'm I'm a friend that... I'm the friend that my, my buddies, male and female, know I'm not going to fail them if they ask me to do something. If they need my help and my help and I have the ability to help them, I will help them. I will not fail you. I will be there when I said I was going to be there. If I tell you I can do something, I can actually do the thing. I'm that guy. But here's the thing. Because I, like the mighty Toyota Camry, am so reliable. The few times I fail them, and it's never a big failure, but if I'm a little bit off, they get extra angry at me because they're so used to me not failing that when the, on the rare occasion when I'm a slightly a shade off, a shade late, or I can't help them completely because of stuff, even if it's out of my control, you rotten sassafras and Jehoshaphat and fucking mother jumping sassafras and Jehoshaphat, rotten motherfucker, right? They're regular friends that fail them every once in a while. They go, yeah, Bill, you tried, you tried, right, Bill? And I'm looking, I'm like, you just called me a Rassafras and Jehoshaphat and Sassafras and Jehoshaphat. I failed you once. I think I failed you like three times in 30 years. You failed your Sassafras and Jehoshaphat. And they also have a friend that almost always fails their punk asses. They never say anything to that bastard. And I figured out a long time ago, I figured out why. 
When you have a person that's not reliable, you always have contingency plans or that person is literally a half court shot. Like whatever you're trying to get done, you're pretty you're pretty much resigned to the fact that it ain't going to get done. But you're like, look, my last chance is this dumb bastard right here. I'll try to use his punk ass and maybe his punk ass will show up. And one time out of 600, this dumb punk ass, chump ass, punk ass, chump will actually show up and help your punk ass out. Right. The regular person will help you out most of the time. And me, I help you out damn near every time. Last time I failed you was like 1992 with some crap like that because traffic accident or something like that. And you still blame me. I know it was a 12 car pileup. You were in the middle of it and you were, you were doing mouth to mouth resuscitation on one woman delivering a baby. You do another person doing open heart surgery on another person, which I don't even understand because you know nothing about open heart surgery. And it was successful. I don't know how you did it, but you were two minutes late. You rotten. That's a fact. <laughs> and that's the problem when old reliable fails you even if it's not old reliable's fault you get mad because you don't leave any contingencies because under normal circumstances this person doesn't fail you right you would not ask Captain I never show up to drive you someplace when you got to be there for a job interview because his punk ass ain't going to be there. You will ask, you will ask your other friend, but you know, you are kind of inconveniencing them a little bit. And usually, oh, something came up. Oh, darn. Okay. Well, I just got to figure it out. But if I show up one second late and you still get there on time, I got you there five minutes early. Yeah, but you showed up at the house two seconds late and made me nervous. You rotten sassafras and bastards and that's how I kind of felt about the car man even though it wasn't the car's fault the to mighty Toyota Camry didn't take the actual part that would fix it in and then become a sentient being and went hi I don't care about this Anthony having to do stuff spit the part out that'll teach the bastard it didn't do that it, the part was just not available well now I have the car back I have the car back. And as I drive it around, it seems like everything is okay. And before this part was missing, before this car was repaired, I never was nervous driving a car. I never felt uncomfortable driving a car. It never occurred to me that the car was going to fail because it never failed before. But now I've been driving it for a couple of days. And I'm telling you right now, I just went and, and did a late night run quite a bit, quite a distance away from the house in the car. Right. A couple of couple of months ago, I wouldn't even have given it a thought. But the whole time I'm looking at the car with the side at like you were in the shop for weeks, you bastard i don't know if i can trust your punk ass right the car shook a little bit i'm like ah, ha, ha, you're shaking granted it was actually just a rumble strip on the freeway but that but still it was shaking and well it shook but even when it was before it broke it shook but the, the, I, I didn't i wasn't worried about it but now i'm like ah maybe that rumble strip will shake something loose i don't trust your punk ass but hopefully the car will be fine. Hopefully, the mighty Toyota Camry will be around for a while before I get the next vehicle, which will also be another old car. Well, not old and beat up, but you know, like a nice used car. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, it'll be around for that. So I'm starting to forgive the car. I'm starting to forgive the car, right? 
Just like when I showed up one second late to take a friend to a job interview, even though I got the bastard to the job interview early, the simple fact that I showed up two seconds late after, you know, like I said, I had to deliver one baby with one hand, do CPR with the other hand, and with my right foot, do open heart surgery on a dude. It was it was pretty good. I, I didn't realize that I could I could move forceps like that with my big with my pinky toe. But you know I'm a very very skilled man. <laughs> Ask your sister. <laughs> I shouldn't have thrown that joke, and I forgot you were a karate expert. <laughs> Backing that up. It was never said. <clears throat> snip snip. Out back to the podcast. <laughs> but folks, man, you know you you want to make sure that people are reliable. And I think I've been pretty reliable. I've been doing this crap for eight freaking years. And just like the mighty Toyota Camry before the repair, and just like me before I was almost late with that dude when taking him through his job interview when I was doing the, the, delivering the baby with my left hand, doing the, the CPR with the right hand, and delivering and doing the open heart surgery with my pinky toe. I'm going to be here for you, my friends. You've been here for me for eight years. I've been here for you for eight years and I'm going to be here for the foreseeable future, you bastards. And I'm expecting your punk asses to be here for me. Can you do that? Of course we could. Thank you, thousands of people. I appreciate you. <laughs> Much love, my friends. And uh, I can I can say it to you, too, even though I'm the one that's doing the podcast. I can say happy anniversary to you, too, because uh, we've been together for eight years. Um I'm going to thank you for that. I really, really do appreciate you. You understand? All right, my friends. I will see you again next time, you bastards. Much love to you all. Take care.